Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders! If you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, you must try Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute, up to seven days in advance. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So what are you waiting for? Get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Mighty, mighty boss tones playing us in. Busy week for me. I just got back from New York, but um, this past weekend, though, I got to take my oldest son to the Rams-Cowboys preseason game at the L.A. Coliseum. Um, the bad news is it cost me 60 bucks to park seven blocks away from the stadium. The good news, though, when we got in, Dak, Dez, Witten, and Zeke were all on the sideline wearing tennis shoes. So that's fun. I think Dez was actually wearing Ugg boots, but um, we basically got to see 25 guys who won't be on the final roster bash heads. But does it make me love football any less? Of course not. So today, we're going to be going over many of the individual NFL player prop bet categories, most rushing yards, passing yards, receiving, MVP, etc. And as always, I'll be reviewing these prop bet categories with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? So yesterday I was in New York. I was shooting a, a hidden camera bit at Nathan's in Coney Island. That's going to air on Jimmy Kimmel Live sometime in October leading up to our uh, big week in Brooklyn, October 16th to 20th. Don't anyone email me for tickets. I'm just going to tell you we're sold out. But Anyway, after the Nathan shoot, I had dinner in Soho with two-thirds of the degenerate trifecta. Brother Bry. Parley Kid. Parley Kid, would you say we split 40 tacos last night? <laughs> yeah, that was about it. Yeah. The over-under about 39 and a half. Yeah. I think uh, at least 40. At least 40 between us. Absolutely. And there was no doubt we were getting through them. And then after that, we walked across the street. There was a little small park. We walked there to rest. And after about 20 minutes of resting, I, I looked up and I noticed a pizza place. It was 1030 at night. And the pizza place was open, and so we walked in. And what did we do? We each got a slice. Was that a was that a mistake, brother Bry? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I, I actually felt pretty good. I, I think I could have kept going. But, really? Uh, I, I knew you. Yeah, I knew you guys were struggling. All right. Uh, I, I know. didn't want to eat anymore. Thank you. That's very considerate of you, Joe House. We're coming for you. That, I think that's the bottom line here. I also right. had four Nathan's hot dogs earlier in the day. But uh, moving on to Harry, who is not with us. Harry, you were in Tahoe this week. I was in Tahoe, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I couldn't hit. I couldn't hit. I was in Tahoe. I couldn't hit anything. Brian's uh, Brian's Raiders screwed me out of uh, twelve hundred dollars. Where uh, had them on the money line. <laughs> what? You had them on a preseason <laughs> parlay, a preseason NFL parlay. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't bet that? And how many teams? I, had all, I uh, went with all three. I, I went with all three un- underdogs on Saturday night on the money line. Mm-hmm. The Jets win at home mm-hmm. i had of course uh the rams against the cowboys that wins but then uh 
needed the Raiders against the Cardinals, and that didn't come through. Uh, Harry, why would you bet the Raiders in that game, though? E.J. Manuel is quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah what kind of played, thinking he, goes he, into he, this? E.J. Manuel is a first-round draft choice. That's true. Come on, Brian. No, you should know your own team. <laughs> Another first-round draft pick letting Harry down. I don't know. You know what? My theory, my, my theory was that I'm taking all three underdogs on the money line. That was my theory, so all I right. don't deserve to win. Well, the point is you were in Tahoe, and really, for someone who earns less than sixty grand a year, no one has had a more elaborate summer vacation than Harry. I don't know how you do it. Pretty uh, ridiculous. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I've been waiting for this week. You know it's, how I do it. <laughs> It's three <laughs> weeks before the uh, first Thursday night game. It's officially not too early to go over these NFL props, and I asked the degenerate trifecta to pick their favorite individual props. I think we're going to do three each. We'll be go. We'll go over team over under wins totals and uh, division odds and all that other good stuff in a couple weeks. But let's begin with let's say passing yards, Darren. A lot of lot of steals up there. I don't know. A lot of good odds. You know, you could go Rodgers, you can go Brady, the big names. You can go Breeze, obviously, is the favorite. Who do you like? Okay, Sal. Uh, I'm going to go with a perennial, uh, not fave, but a guy who's always like a top 10 quarterback. He's kind of the Tony Romo of the AFC and with Phil Rivers. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's 16-1. to 1. I think that's a pretty good odds for a guy that has Ken Wisenhunt calling the offense for them. Uh, his uh, receivers, Keenan Allen, healthy. Uh, Tyrell Williams, who didn't want him on that fantasy team late in the year last year, right? Tyrell Williams, he seems like he's about 6'8 out there. Uh, Travis Benjamin, good slot receiver. Dontrell Inman uh, is their fourth receiver. and I'm not even including Mike Williams yet from Clemson, their first-round draft pick. Right. Uh, last year... Uh, Breeze, 5,200 yards won. I don't see that happening again, right? Uh, that's a lot of passing yards. Rivers has averaged 4,600 yards the last two years. Okay, you also throw in Hunter Henry, his uh, second year playing here for the uh, Chargers. Excellent young tight end. And old Antonio Gates. Uh, but both of them still combined for over 1,000 yards last year, if you actually add up their stats. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 41 receptions out of the backfield. Uh, they're playing in a stadium that holds like 25,000 people, you said, or 30,000 people. Yeah, it holds, uh, it holds 25, be... and uh, and they, they usually cap out about 15, 16. But, yeah. Why don't they just play arena football there then, right? You're Couldn't right. they just put, make it like put a little dome over that, make it like arena football? Yeah. The Chargers are going to put up big-time numbers. They do play the third toughest schedule, uh, but I think that favors a team like the Chargers in terms of passing yards because they're going to be behind a lot in games too. Yeah. Okay, even though I think the Chargers are a little bit of a sleep team, I don't think they're going to be resting comfortably too much too uh, too often. So I love Phil Rivers. I think he's going to throw for about forty eight hundred yards this year. I think that could be enough to win. And at sixteen to one, really really good value. All right, and like you said, Keenan Allen back. Uh, they they play from behind almost all the time. Sixteen to one is good value. I have someone at sixteen to one also, Kirk Cousins. Now I know he lost his number one and two receivers in Garcon and uh, Deshaun Jackson, but. Still has Jordan Reed, has Jamison Crowder, who's he's, he's going to hit four digits. He'll have a thousand yards receiving, and he has a deep threat in that speedster Terrell Pryor Jr. Everybody's all over Terrell Pryor Jr. That's the darling fantasy pick of the year. But yeah. I think it's sixteen to one odds. I think that's pretty good. Same kind of situation. They play from behind. 
Same kind of quarterback, I think. Cousins and uh, Parlay Kid likes Rivers at sixteen to one. Now let's go to you, Harry. You let's. Who do you like for rushing yards? You're 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 not really going on a limb here, are you? Not going out on a limb, but I think Le'Veon Bell for the most rushing yards, three to one, just really has to be the play. Uh, despite missing, you know, three games last year for violating the NFL substance abuse uh, policy, mm-hmm. he still managed almost 1,300 yards and averaged five yards a carry. Uh, he's extremely uh, elusive and probably breaks the most tackles in the league as far as running backs go. Uh, the schedule for them, for the Steelers, too, uh, is pretty favorable where they get Cleveland twice. They get a very sad Indianapolis defense. They got Jacksonville, and they get to play the Bears this year, too. So uh, Le'Veon Bell healthy and not missing any games at 3-1. to one. It's hard not to go with that. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, it's so funny because Bell is right up there for rushing yards. I, I think Antonio Brown's number one for receiving yards, or right up towards the top. Like, what? Did, what how does how does Pittsburgh do it? How are they not in the Super Bowl every year? But um, Darren, you have someone in the rushing yard department, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, who who wouldn't pick Le'Veon Bell right here? We're we're here to pick, not maybe sleeper picks, but give the fans that are listening uh, to the show here a little something more than Le'Veon Bell. I know Harry's not fun. He's not fun. That's kind of weak. That that was kind of weak. But but Darren, when you just you just did say Tony Romo is the uh, Philip Rivers. uh, Rivers, I just letting you know, Rivers does have four playoff wins. Tony Romo has one and a half. Mm. So sad. So okay. sad that this still goes on. Oh. <laughs> well, Sal, I got Howard. I'm going with Howard on the Bears here, Sal. He's 10-1. to 1. Uh, There's very little committee there in Chicago, right? I think Langford's a capable backup, mm-hmm. but Howard's the main man. He had five games last year with less than 10 carries. It really wasn't until game three where he became a factor. And he still had over 1,300 yards rushing. Uh, the Bears... Uh, if the strength of their team is actually their offensive line. If you were to pick one thing about the Bears, their offensive line, providing that uh, one of the Long brothers there, I heard he's been getting suspended every day in practice mm-hmm. for uh, just beating people up. But that might be a good sign because he's, uh, he's an angry fellow there, so uh, <laughs> probably an excellent offensive lineman. But the strength of their team is their line. Their quarterback situation is going to be a lot better. Howard, for the most part, played behind Hoyer and uh, Barkley last year. Not that Trubisky or uh, Glennon will be much of an upgrade, at, at least early on. I do think their pass game will be better. I think overall their team is going to be better. They're going to be in the game more, so they're going to be running the ball more. Uh, so I think getting uh, Howard at 10-1 to 1 is very good value there for a guy who had over 1,300 yards rushing and really didn't play the first three weeks of the season last year. Do you like Howard? Do you like the 10-1 to 1 bet more with Trubisky at quarterback or Glennon? With Trubisky, Sal. Really? With Trubisky. Okay. I, I, you know what? i got to be honest. I was not sold on Trubisky, but seeing him play the other night, and I, so you know, I hate the preseason. I think it's so overrated. Yeah. Uh, but the kid just seems like he has some moxie to him. Uh, he's, a, he's a UNC guy. Who doesn't like UNC guys, right, Tate? Absolutely. That's so, great to point out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, right? So. He's got a little moxie to him, the way Tate is behind the scenes with this. These UNC guys have something about them. They're just something special. I, I kind of got that feeling. Like, Trubisky 
has got something special going on there. And I think, you know, it's how they're going to want to run the ball more mm-hmm. behind Trubisky, too, a little bit, at least early on until he gets his feet wet right. a little bit. So I think Howard could – I think he's the pick here. I think at 10-1, to 1, All right. people should be going with him. That's the guy, fans, listeners – Howard, great pick right there. I was going to say, what do you guys think of like Gurley at twenty to one, or like Fournette at thirty-three to one? I think those are pretty high, right? For those guys, those are pretty good odds. Yeah, they're high. I just don't like them. I don't know. I'm thinking in terms of fantasy. I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch either of them. I know people like Fournette, but Gurley. I haven't seen anything indicating that the Rams' offensive line got better this year. But um, those odds are are kind of high. And and real, yeah. Who knows with Fournette? So maybe that that wouldn't be bad to uh, to steal something like that. Tate, I was going to ask you, Trubisky, over under 12 and a half games started. I think he starts week four. Week four? Yeah. Oh, you kind of screw up my thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, let me do the math. <laughs> I can't do the math on that. All right. I think that's over, but I'm not sure. I think uh, it's over. All right. I, I, I give him the over. There's no way. I mean, Mike Lennon threw a pick six his first play. It's it's basically over with. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That didn't take long at all. No. it's. <laughs> I'm oh. not about that. $15 million, count on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He can have a fun season. All right, that's going to be interesting because we'll go over first coach fired uh, probably towards the end of the, the month. Or but uh, Fox, your your boy Fox is right up there. I think there's only like three. He's on borrowed time at this point. Is he? Yeah. yeah. All right, brother Bry receiving touchdowns. Who do you like? I kind of like this one too. Go ahead, tell everybody. Yeah, I like Mike Evans, and I knew you were talking about him yesterday, right? In terms mm-hmm. of like you you like him with the. Maybe the seventh pick of the fantasy draft right. might be giving it away to the, That's all right. the uh, league right now. That's okay. <laughs> Hopefully no, none of those idiots uh, are listening. But, yeah, I mean, he had 12 touchdowns last year. He, he had, I think, two years ago, he had a really low amount of touchdowns. But the year before, I think three years ago, he had 12, too. I mean, he led the league in targets last year mm-hmm. uh, with, I think, 175 during the regular season. So I, I just remember in the fantasy games last year just going crazy playing Evans. It seemed like every week, and it seemed like every week he had a big week. I mean, Winston last year had 28 touchdowns. I expect him to be like low 30s this year. I do know they have Howard and Jackson, but I think that kind of helps Evans a little bit. It frees him up a little bit. Teams don't have can't necessarily double him up. So mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like somewhere in like the 14-15 range for him, and usually that's a, right about where the winner is at the last few years. Right. Nelson won last year, so I think at 14. So. so many offensive weapons. Like you said, Howard Brait had eight touchdowns last year, and I, I don't know, maybe that works for him, Deshaun Jackson. Um, uh, the only thing they don't have is a running game. Like I know they're down on Doug Martin, but Evans for uh, receiving touchdowns. What were the odds on that? Uh, it's eight to one. Eight I to one. Said that to start. That's all right to have the most uh, receiving touchdowns. Harry, you like Evans for receiving yards, right? I do like Evans for uh, receiving yards. He's twelve to one, and uh, he had a career high last season: ninety-six catches, and like uh, Brian said, uh, he had like thirteen hundred and change yards. Uh, 81 of his 96 catches were for first down. So he's going for big yardage. I think getting Deshaun Jackson on the team offsets things, maybe uses him uh, a little off to the side where Evans can get open and get uh, not have double teams on him. Uh, Tampa's offense is uh, only getting better under Dirk Cutter's tutelage. Either that or I'm just hooked on watching Tampa Bay on hard knocks. Either yeah. way, the fact remains that Mike Evans and Jameis Winston are ready to be a top one-two combo in the NFL right now. Can yeah. I change my pick? <laughs> yeah, that, that just since Harry yeah. took Evans, I mean, I, I don't know. I know I should have warned you ahead of time. 
<laughs> he doesn't yeah, like I'm that. Fine. I got the eighth. I, I got the eighth pick. I may have to take him there if he's there. <laughs> well, I was going with him at seven. Harry, seven comes uh, before eight. Official? I hate to tell you. Yeah, seven is, is, seven uh, is Sal, before Sal eight. Never, Sal never. Sal never. never get tells anybody anything until the pick happens. Uh, I'm. I, I'm. I'll tell you right now. If he's there, I'm taking him. I'll Are take you him. Locking it in. I'll lock him in over Julio Jones. Okay. So if if if, if David Johnson's gone, Le'Veon Bell. Help me out here. Who else? Antonio Brown would be three. Let's say Beckham, Beckham, Julio Jones, um, McCoy. I I would take Evans over all those guys. I don't know if I'm missing anybody there. But, uh, yeah, if he's seven, I would take him there. Darren, you have someone else at receiving yards. Yeah, so I have Michael Thomas of the uh, the Saints at 20 to 1. Mm -hmm. I know you're a fan of this pick, too, I I believe. Yeah. Here's a stat I like. I know we're talking yards here, but Thomas, in all 16 games last year, never caught less than four passes in a game. Mm-hmm. Now, we're Cowboy fans. We see plenty of games. Well, not plenty, but there's a couple games a year where Dez gets one or two catches a game, right? right. This guy, minimum, had four catches a game last year. He's 6'3". He's your prototypical number one. Uh, you might say, well, they lost Cooks. Could that hurt Thomas? I think it helps Thomas. You're taking away 78 catches uh, last year, 1,200 yards from Cook. Uh, so somebody's got to make up those 1,200 yards. And Snead is a, still a solid number two receiver. So I don't think you could focus so much uh, on, on Thomas when Snead is still there. I think the running game, Ingram, I thought, had a much better year than normal last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he uh, I definitely uh, was an upgrade over his uh, past self. Breeze throws for 4,500 yards in his sleep. Even though, you know, I went with Rivers before, I still think Breeze is going to, you know, he's going to get you that mid 4,000 yards uh, plus throwing. Uh, Thomas had uh, 100, uh, let's see, he had 1137. So he had uh, 1,137 yards last year. That was good for ninth in the league. Uh, Receivers in their second year tend to even be better. Uh, So let's just say he catches one extra pass a game. And he's he's catching uh, you know over a hundred passes, and that turns in. I kind of did the math. Uh, you're talking about probably going to end up with fourteen hundred to fifteen hundred yards this year. Last year, do you know what the winner had? Who, who do you think was the uh, the high in terms of yards for receivers last year, Sal? Well, I'm gonna say you know I know this is wrong, but I'm gonna say T. Y. Hilton. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, no, but do you know how much he had? Uh, he had like 1,400 yards or something. It was right in 1448. there. 1448. Right? Yeah, right. 1448. So I, I really think Thomas is projecting, uh, in my uh, estimation, between 14 uh, to 1500 yards. Right. Uh, and I think at 20 to one, solid candidate right there. Yeah, it's pretty solid good. Contender. I mean, listen, if Breeze had 5200 yards last year, if he has 4500, that's a considerable drop off. That's like that's two games worth of drop, you know, drop off if he if he plays all go. 16 and those yards have to uh come from someone. Uh, I like Thomas there at 20 it, to 1. Yeah, and so can I say one last thing? Now, I've given my, you my three picks. Yeah. If you parlay Rivers, Howard, oh. and if you parlay Rivers, Howard, and Thomas, it's literally like a million to one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you guys might want to think about that. There you go. So Dar- right. Darren's saying, maybe. he's saying don't do it because it's a million to one. It's never going to happen. That's what you Oh, no, you like it. No, but my picks, I'm telling you, one of those three are hitting. I am very confident in that. <laughs> okay. All right, Darren, you could rest. Because I always hit one or two in my parlays. Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's, that could be the one. Um, 
Let's go to interceptions. Uh, Brian, who do you like for most interceptions? Which quarterback? Now, this is a tricky yeah. category because you could take Blake Bortles, who I think is the favorite in this category, but he is also most likely to be benched if he shits the bed early or even in the middle of the year. Who do you like? Right. Right, that's the thing, right? With this category, it's weird, right? Because you're rooting for them to be terrible, but right. not terrible enough to get replaced. So guys like Bortles, I mean, if he gets 15 at INTs this year, right, he's he's out. Like, he, he's they're never going to let him get past a certain point. So yeah. he's the favorite right now, but I wouldn't take him at all. Um, you also have uh, Rivers, Goff, and Winston right now are 6-1. to one. But the one I like, I like Carson Wentz at 14-1. So. Mm. Here's a few stats. So last year he had 14 interceptions, and the crazy thing about his 14 interceptions is that he also averaged, I think, the second lowest yards per pass attempt last year. So I think he was like six yards gained per pass pass attempt. I think it was only better than maybe Bortles or something like that. But you you expect this year, right, it'll be – they have a few more weapons. They'll be throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. I do expect him to throw a lot more touchdowns, but in that I also expect him to throw a few more interceptions. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe expect the, the interceptions to go from 14 to 18 or 19, and right in that range is probably where you win. I know Rivers last year had 21. Um, I think Winston had 18. Winston's also another good play, but I think coming into his third year, I think he'll be a little bit better this year. So, But yeah. I do like uh, I, I 14 to 1 odds seems pretty good for that. That's pretty good. And like you said, they have Alshon Jeffrey this year who's going to stretch the field, more chances downfield, could lead to more picks. Um, I like a guy named Eli Manning in this category for most interceptions. I know Harry, big uh, giant. You won fan. already. That's that's a winner. That's a winner, right? <laughs> Plus five fifty. Hundred percent. Not not amazing odds, but let let's not forget two thousand thirteen. Not not too long ago, three years ago, he had twenty seven interceptions. Um, you know, sixteen to one. I think he's had. 20 or more picks in three of three years in his career. He has 31 interceptions against the Eagles. Like they kill him. He's terrified of throwing. I, I still think he has it in him. I, and and Harry, I don't want you to ever say again that I don't bet on Eli Manning because I am. I'm putting a lot of money behind him. I really I have uh, good faith in Eli at plus 550 to have the most interceptions. What do you think? You don't like that? Well played. Well played, no. <laughs> Harry. Harry. Every- Harry. To- Tony Romo would never do that. Oh. Let's see, uh, what are the odds on Romo last one year in the booth? Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not good because he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. I would say they were not good at all. All right, let's go. Um, right. All right, Harry, as long as we're talking to you, uh, MVP, who do you have winning it? Well, I'm going to jinx Brian here, and I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to actually take Derek Carr of the Raiders – Seven to one to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, the easy pick is Brady, but you know Belichick doesn't want that to be. He doesn't want Brady to win the MVP. He, Brady doesn't want to be the MVP. They just want to win games. But I think with Derek Carr and the with the addition of Marshawn Lynch, that will be able to take off pressure <laughs> from him in terms of what he's going to be able to do back there. He's still got Cooper and Crabtree to throw to. He's sort of even the sentimental choice considering the season he had last year before breaking his leg and all Raider Nation fans' hopes of doing anything in the postseason. And last year, like I said, he had 28 touchdowns and only six picks with 4,000 yards when he went down. In 2015, on a bad team, he had 32 touchdowns and 13 picks. Uh, I think Carr, if they, if they can win the division, which they came close last you know, if they can win the division, 
uh, he's got a pretty good chance. All right. God, I hate I hate you, Harry. <laughs> right. You just drink. Had to jinxed, get you back from Saturday night. You really just jinxed Brian's team. Sorry, That's Brian. Uh, jinxed them. I mean, everybody's taking the Raiders at this point, right? I mean, they do have a yeah. tough schedule this year. Well, so. I almost think I almost think like <laughs> probably should have won it last year. If you saw their playoff game against the Texans, a very beatable team, you uh, you see how much Derek right. Carr means to the Raiders, but. Um, I like I like uh, how Harry says things like Belichick doesn't want Brady to win the MVP, and we just we just all let it go. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, why would he, why would he want that? <laughs> he doesn't want but, it. Sal, if you if you if you're gonna bet car though, you bet like for any of these bets that we're doing right now. If you're gonna bet car at seven to one, you also take Brady at like four to one, or you, you add that to it. I guess so, right? I mean, we're assuming that's the AFC Championship game. That that's the only way. Right. Uh, although it doesn't take into account uh, playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah these, these are the most modest bets Harry has ever made, right? I know. Like, I gotta give. Uh, he's kind of. I, I give him some credit here. He's, I don't want to. I don't want to give you any credit. I don't want to give you credit. But um, all right, let's go to defensive player of the year. Let's finish this off, Brian. Who you say? Yeah, so this is another guy at 14-1 uh, that I, I really like, Aaron Donald. I mean, the only problem I think right now is he's, he's technically he's, he's holding out, so it's probably not the, not the smartest move by me. But at 14-1, I think normally without the holdout, he'd probably be about 8 or 10-1. to one. So last year he finished fourth in the Defensive Player of the Year. The year before he finished in second. I know, um, and then the year before that he was the rookie there. Um, and I know uh, Pro Football Focus always ranks him. I know they've been doing it the last two years for sure as the best defensive player in football. So he's always right up there. I mean, I think at fourteen to one, it's it's great odds. I think you pair that with Mac at five to one, and you know one of those two guys is going to be in the top two. So mm-hmm. I I love those odds. Though. Yeah, and uh, so who's favored? It's uh, JJ Watt's favored, but we we're not sure if that back so, yeah. is going to hold up. And then it's Mac and Von Miller are right there. And, uh, yeah, so Watts plus 350, Mack and Miller plus 500, and then Bosa's plus 900, and then Donald and Keekley are plus 1,400. Yeah. It's a crowded – it's like uh, – it's a good field. It's like best, you know, best actor in a drama right now on a, on a, for a TV. But um, – and I think Aaron Donald and the guy I'm about to mention now are two of the most underrated players in the year uh, in the league, Danielle Hunter. Now, don't let the name fool you. This is all man. 22 to 1 odds to win defensive player of the year. He's 22 years old. He's not 23 till like late October or something. He had 12 and a half sacks last year. Very underrated. 56 tackles. I, he's underrated because people are sexist. That's that's the reason. Danielle Hunter <laughs> is a good pick at 22 to 1 uh and I saw it for sacks. I don't know where I saw this. It went away uh, this morning, but if you can get him at 10 to 1 for most sacks, I think that's a steal. As well. All right. Yeah, he was ten to one. He was ten to one today. So he was. I don't know where I I saw that and then I, I couldn't find it anymore. All right, that's all twelve for us. Um, you know, maybe we'll post these because we obviously have opinions on um all the other categories we didn't get to, but those are the twelve three each that we like. And this now brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail. We tackle make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. And here is today's. The question is, or the prop is, what do you give a crap less about? Robert Aguayo getting cut by the Bucks or the solar eclipse? Solar eclipse, minus 150. 
Aguayo plus 135. Harry, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I am going to say that uh, the solar eclipse, I'll say this, that the coach, Mike Malarkey, of the Tennessee Titans, if you guys had noticed, Brian, uh, Darren, you're a, a, a health teacher, yeah. um, that um, he's actually changing the schedule on that Monday of the practice schedule to adjust to the actual uh, event happening. Because, Darren, if, if you, you should know, Nashville, Tennessee is the largest city in the path of the total eclipse, if you didn't know that. Schools, schools in Tennessee are closing uh, on Monday, some of them. Some of them, from, wow, what, I heard, wow. from what I read today, yeah. But, I'm just gonna, but I am going to say that it's the eclipse because Aguayo, I guess, was like 22 of 31, and his long was 43 last year from field goal, and he missed two extra points. And no one would have even paid any attention to this if Tampa didn't waste the second-round pick on the kicker. So you're saying you care less about uh, – I don't know what I care less more. <laughs> I care less about Aguayo. You care less about Aguayo. Okay. All right. All right. Brother Bry, what do you agree? So I think you'll find this funny. I, I get a text from my mother-in-law today saying that she bought me and my, my two daughters uh, solar eclipse glasses. Oh, which, boy. <laughs> uh, and she said she, – she also wrote me a separate text saying they're the good ones with good reviews. So I don't know uh, really what that means. Um, but, you know, I, the Aguayo stuff I always find pretty fascinating because – I remember last year, you know, watching the game with Darren, you know, those Tampa games. I just remember yelling up at him or wherever Darren was being like, Aguayo missed another one. I, I found it so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find the solar eclipse too fun, but I found that fun. I mean, it's a little disappointing. You know, I was hoping to root for a few more missed uh, extra points. Because I have a feeling now he goes to Chicago or wherever he ends up, he'll end up being okay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how kickers are. It's It's... You know, you have a few bad years, and then you have a few really good years. So I'm going to say, you know, my mother-in-law definitely cares about the uh, Aguayo <laughs> less, but I care about uh, the solar eclipse less. Okay. For sure. You hear that, Tate? If he goes to Chicago, Trubisky might not be a quarterback for two years. <laughs> Who knows where they put this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Parley Kid, what do you say? Okay. Well, you know, since 1966, <laughs> there have been 11 kickers. There have been 11 kickers right. taken in the second, first or second round since 1966. Since 1966, there's been 10 solar eclipses. Oh. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, though. I'm, I think I read that somewhere. Okay? Um, <laughs> but not total eclipse. Not like these, the total solar eclipse that we're having now, but just 10 solar eclipses since... 1966. I'm I read sure that. I actually, yeah, no, I read that in, this, that in the same article. It said that Belichick doesn't want Brady to win the MVP. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's me. I would have. I found that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but let's face it. Both of these are like the phenomenons. Taking a kicker mm-hmm. in the first or second round, the solar eclipse, they're the phenomenon, right? So, and they both they both tend to leave uh, everyone a bit underwhelmed. At the end, right? Like you kind of like, oh, that kicker isn't really any better than a free agent kicker. Mm-hmm. That solely eclipse, that was kind of overrated. It came and went, whatever. I, you know, so, but however, Aguayo cost people money last year, right? He must have cost some people some money. Mm-hmm. The guy missed nine kicks in three years of college, and he missed nine kicks last year on field goals, right? So he definitely cost somebody some money. 
the eclipse might cause somebody to go blind. Well, it cost Brian. It cost Brian's mother-in-law. Yeah, he caught Brian's mother-in-law money. Unless unless Betty is buying, (laughs) Betty could be buying the whole United States glasses, and we're all going to be okay. Right. But that could could lead to some eye damage if you look directly at it without the glasses. From what I'm reading. Yeah. I don't want people to lose money because of (laughs) Aguayo. I don't want people to go blind. I think the blind is a little bit more harsh. So I care a little bit more about the solar eclipse. Okay. And Aguayo will have a kicking job by the time the next solar eclipse comes around I in see. April of 2024. So take the eclipse. I could care less about Aguayo. I like the eclipse. Okay. I, I could care less about – I don't even know now. I can, I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say here. No, I don't care about the solar <laughs> eclipse. I'll, I'll probably be – betting women's tennis uh, Monday morning when it's going. I've done, I've done a great job not staring into the sun for 46 years. I'd love to keep that streak going. Uh, that said, I officially couldn't give a crap less about this Robert Aguayo talk. I mean, we get it. The Bucks effed up. And lots of teams, though, blow their second-round pick. If you anybody out there, your favorite team, I guarantee, in the last four years, your their second-round pick is either not on the team or not playing football. And that's just how it is. And I, look, I, they, they took a chance with a kicker who had a great college career. If you think you're getting the next Adam Vinatieri, why not? And But I also don't need to see the poor guy get cut on hard knocks. And uh, unless he's going to throw a temper tantrum and flip over the coach's desk, it, it's pointless. I have It's the same speech. I have no doubt if you apply yourself, you'll end up on another team. You're a good young man, and any other team would be lucky to have you except ours. I'll take that playbook. <laughs> that, that's how it is. We get it. I'm going to Guayo plus 135 over the Eclipse. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. <laughs> I don't know. I, we so know. Did we all just did we all just take a guayo? I don't did know. We all just do I, that. Is that what happened? I have no I, idea. I care less about the eclipse. I think. Oh, I, I think. I think. If I can. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to have to review that. Scientists are going to have to <laughs> listen to the last fifteen minutes over and over before we figure that out. All right. Well, that's it. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, let's see if we can induct another listener into the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. Um, Send me an email at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com if you want to be be eligible. Last week we had a winner. The guy blew 17,000 betting live events in the middle of the night from, what was it, Team Handball? Harry, what else did the guy have? Jumbo, volleyball. Yeah, the Korean Air Jumbos. Yeah, Korean Air Jumbos. He he was a real, real degenerate. We had no choice but to induct him. So this is how it is. We're going to read another email. Three out of four of us have to say yes, and then and only then will we have a new inductee. So here here it goes. Hi, Sal. Senior year in college, I started dating a rather forward-minded young woman who was not so secretly proud of her skills in the bedroom. At a party one evening at her house, the conversation turned flirty, as it often would. One of the girls in the group made a comment about how her man lacked the staying power she needed, and I, of course, had to comment on how clearly she needed a professional like me. My new friend chimed in that I was fine as long as she took it easy on me. When I contested, she told me I couldn't last three minutes if she didn't want me to. It was on. First, my best friend offered $20 on the over, and then two of her friends took the under. A quick exchange established that we were both game to test this hypothesis, 
And as we worked out the rules related to timing, foreplay, state of dress, location, positioning, etc., the conversation gained attention and bets were coming in from around the house. In the end, we had 14 take the under and six loyal guys and myself pulling for the over. Despite the awkward objection of a number of guys hoping to act as voyeuristic notary publics, we agreed to honestly report our findings through her locked door. I assumed my laid back position, literally, and she hovered ready for the prowl. We had agreed on a specific state of commencement and once reached, we went for it. She pulled out every trick, and I daydreamed of Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. At the unavoidable climax, she yelled out time, and we began to compose ourselves. While I won't disclose the exact results, let's just say my six buddies weren't happy with me. Three years later, I did, however, marry that young woman, and it worked out super well until I caught her winning the under with a co-worker one afternoon. So I guess... I lost both bets. I just assume you leave out my name on this one. Signed, Premature Pete, Worcester, Massachusetts. Parlay Kid, what do you think about this? This is a crazy, crazy oh, story. Harry could be writing the scripts for these. Yeah. Uh, this is right out of Har- Harry's playbook. Sleazy women yes. and yeah. gambling. Mm-hmm. Right out of, This yeah. is right out of Harry's playbook. I love it. <laughs> Anybody that can emulate Harry's debauchery right. should be in the Hall of Fame. This guy gets my vote, too. All right. Uh, pre- premature, Pete. You're in as far as I'm concerned. All right, Brother Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to – I'll vote to get in here, too. I mean, the, the only thing is if this was Harry, though, if if we were all in a room with Harry or not in the r- actual room. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are all, we're all rooting for the under, though, right? We wouldn't have bet the over. Right, I'm rooting for Harry. Yeah, we would go under. Yeah, yeah I definitely would root for him for the under. But mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that this guy, you know, gambling, this led to gambling, and then uh, I mean, this gambling led to marriage, and then a divorce. I mean, yeah, I, I love this. Sto- I love the story. This definitely sounds like something though, right up Harry's alley. So you're saying he's in? I, I'll say he's in just because I love the fact that this guy's divorced because of gambling. <laughs> okay, Harry, what do you think? Harry, <laughs> Harry just ran off to the bathroom. Uh, I don't know. Gonna... Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sal, you don't, you don't even have to vote. I'm in, too. All right. I mean, I'm fantastic. I'm this guy's fantastic. <laughs> what did you say? I can't even hear you. What's fantastic? Premature Pete's fantastic, not me. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Right. Fifty Shades of Premature Pete. I, I don't know. He got to have sex with a woman for more than three minutes. That's not really losing a bet, although then she did dump him after they got married. So, um, yeah, you're in premature, Pete. I actually think the uh, co-worker should also be inducted, too. I don't imagine premature Pete keeps in touch with that guy. But if you do, Pete, send us his information. And uh, congratulations, premature Pete, Worcester Mass, in Hi, th- the Hall of Fame. Good job, Pete. And now, a word from Hi. our sponsor. <laughs> You know, if you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news for you. There's this awesome app called Hotel Tonight. It helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. Sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. And Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals on to you. These aren't last resort places. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. Harry, where did you stay in Tahoe this week? Stayed at Harvey's. Stayed at Harvey's. He's right Good at place. Harvey's. All right. I guarantee if you went yeah. to, because uh, I, I know how this is all, your whole life is last minute. 
If you had gone to Hotel Tonight app and looked up Harvey's, you could have paid even less than, uh, well, maybe not less than the zero that you paid. Well, what did you pay? Well, maybe not considering the toilet got jammed up four times and I got the room free. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four times. How, how goes to the bathroom even four times? In the, uh, really? How long were you there? No, no, okay. Weren't you there like a day? It's not what you think in terms of the jamming up of the toilet. I don't know. Were, were, you stu- were you stuffing uh, losing parlay tickets down there? What do you mean it's not what I think? <laughs> All right, let's, we're not, we're not, we're not doing hotel tonight any <laughs> favors. Talking about uh, stuffed up toilets here. But listen, hotel tonight's perfect for a spontaneous getaway. We're finally going on that trip you've been wanting to take for a while. Because even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you could book up to a week in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So get in on these killer last minute deals. Download the Hotel Tonight app now, and we promise no clogged toilets. All right. Now, guys, what are we doing? Best bets here? We really had to dig yeah, deep. Yeah, let's do it. This is the last, this is the last time we we're going to apologize for whatever sports we're picking for the best bet here. But pickings are slim. Brian, next weekend, what are the – we count there's at least four or five college football games, right? Yeah, there was. A, I think we said there's four. Plus, uh-huh. you'll have the fight next week. There'll be there'll be plenty on next week to bet. This week is it's so slim. Right, it is very slim. It's not pretty, but you know, there's baseball. There's uh, well, there's golf. Well, let's get right to it, brother Bry. What do you say? What's your best bet? Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, there's uh, the Crawford and Dongo super lightweight unification out on uh, ESPN this weekend on Saturday, and I'm gonna be taking the over nine and a half rounds now. I love Crawford. You love Crawford. So, I mean, he dominated Diaz last time. Who actually I thought was an awesome fighter. Um, I like the over nine and a half though, because Indongo's been Indongo's been very impressive too. He's like a five ten uh, southpaw. I actually had to watch uh, earlier today. I watched Indongo Ricky Burns fight, which was not so exciting. <laughs> Good research. Do All a right. little research on Indongo, but uh, I think you know he'll find a way to keep his use his reach to stay away from him a little bit. I, I do think, though, there's no way in hell. I know some people are giving Indago a chance, but he doesn't have any type of power at all. But I do think he'll survive um, at least the nine and a half rounds. Maybe if Crawford stops him, he stops him either in the 11th or the 12th. I mean, Crawford's not known for one-punch KO power either, so he just accumulates damage throughout the fight. So, you know, maybe a really late stoppage where this fight could go, you know, I'm thinking this goes more to a decision. And just so you know, both guys are undefeated as well, so nobody's been stopped ever before. So right. I, I do like the over nine and a half rounds in this fight. And Brother Brian's been good with these over-unders in the fights. Who did you, you had, uh, we had Lomachenko under, and you had an over, who, who was the, who was the over we had last week or two weeks ago? Can't remember. I know, I had the, uh, oh God, I had like uh, Beltran, oh, that, that fight over. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, that was a lot. All right, yeah. so you're on you're on a roll with uh, boxing, Harry. What do you say? Is there some crazy golf tournament we don't know about? Nah, it's not crazy, but I am going to go with golf again at the Wyndham Championship <laughs> here this week. I'm going to do a two. I'm going to give golf one more shot. Uh, I'm going to do a two teamer for both guys to finish in the top twenty. I'm taking uh, Kevin Kisner. He finished tenth there last year. He's at minus 125. He shot a final round last year, 63 there. So he played well last week, too. 
in the PGA. He faltered a little bit on Sunday, and he didn't get uh, didn't get quite where he wanted to be. But I'm going to take him at this week. Like I said, he finished in the top ten last year at this tournament. He's at minus twenty five with Darren with at a plus three seventy five to finish in the top ten. I'm going to take Luke Donald. Luke Donald last year shot good a pick. Good. I like it. 65, 68, 64, and 67. He finished second there last year, and he's plus 375 to finish in the top 20. So Kisner at minus 125, Luke Donald at plus 375, both guys to finish in the top 20 for my best bet. All right, sounds good. And Parley Kid, are you doing well, golf also? Are you parlaying those? Are you parlaying those? Parlaying those, and they always sound good. No, right, Brian, he's not. I, it's, it's funny. He doesn't say he parlays them so that if one of them hits, it, it looks like it seems like a winner. <laughs> I didn't say parlay? Okay. I know, oh, the, sorry. I know the trick. But it is plus 755. What is a parlay? If he's what, is it, what is it? Plus okay. 755. Okay. All right. Well, really, only the parlay kid should be allowed to do parlays, but we'll let, we'll let that slide, Harry. What do you say, parlay so kid? I'm sticking with golf, too, and with the Wyndham <laughs> Championship. And I'm taking golf only because I thought for sure Harry was taking the Little League World Series this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened with that. I That's thought a- he was definitely, definitely in for the uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been a first for, for us to uh, bet on. But uh, I, I kind of like, uh, I'm going to do a top 20 parlay myself, different guys than Harry. I've been, uh, I've hit a little uh, bit of a rough uh, patch here with some of these parlays. I think I got a good one this week. All right, I got... Henrik Stenson at minus 185. Now, we're going to parlay these guys. Henrik Stenson uh, has been in the top 20 in his last three starts. Uh, he's uh, real uh, one of the favorites to actually maybe win this tournament. Uh, I like him, obviously, to finish in the top 20. Webb Simpson, uh, he's plus 110. He In this tournament alone, he's had five top 11 finishes. Um, somebody actually said that he named his daughter... I think his name Wyndham because he's he plays so well at this oh. course or something like that. And jeez, uh, I can't even. I'm looking at my handwriting here. Uh, uh, Bud Cauley, Bud Cauley, young, a young player. He's plus one seventy seven. Uh, he's got a nice history to, uh, at this tournament. Uh, if you add those three up, it's it's plus seven ninety six. Uh, and I'm kind of confident in this one. Top, uh, so maybe parlay those three for top 20 finishes. All right, do it, so Paul. A plus 177 in a golf bet? Isn't it? Yeah. I think I, that number's correct, Brian. Did you notice that, too? That <laughs> was kind of interesting. That seems, seems weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a try. Well, listen. I'm Harry, you like that? So Stenson, like that. Simpson, and Bud right I mean, there. Plus 796. <laughs> Darren, I'm looking right now. Bud Cauley, five tenth last year. Nice check. I like that. There you go. Yep. Oh man, you both there like you it. Go. That this thing doesn't have a chance now. Harry endorses it. <laughs> We're in trouble. All right, Brian likes Pick boxing. Up. Harry and the Parley Pick Kid up. are going golf. Um, I had. I think I was the only winner last week in our best bet, and I barely, barely eked out a Jason Day top ten in the PGA Championship. I had actually turned away. I think he somehow slid into the top ten at the end. Uh, but my best bet is wrestling. And I should say, by the way, I was supposed to have Ric Flair on to promote uh, SummerSlam as a guest after the degenerate trifecta. But Rick had a, a major health scare. He's, he's resting up now. Uh, we wish him the best. We're hoping for a full and quick recovery. Do it, Nature Boy. Prayers Come through. Flair. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but yep. keeping along the lines with uh, SummerSlam, I'm taking Shinsuke Nakamura at minus 275 over champ Jinder Mahal. Nakamura... Wins it with a running knee to Mahal's head. One, two, three. It's over. 
new champ. Now, I know it's a hefty VIG, minus 275, but it shouldn't matter as much uh, when the outcome is predetermined. So take take Shinsuke Nakamura. That is a win. You can find that, I think, on pattypower.com. There's like three sites, but I know Patty Power has it. Um, Nakamura, the new champ in the WWE. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or you just want to shoot us an email, do so at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live Thursday night. Selma Hayek, she's pretty. And Jay Ellis, that's that for the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Things change. The weather changes. Your mood definitely changes. So why lock yourself into plans that might change? With Hotel Tonight, you don't have to because you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels even at the last minute. Booking on Hotel Tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear while knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay. So download the Hotel Tonight app to find seriously amazing deals now. I mean it now.